Hi and welcome to this new episode of Dreamers and Doers. Today I interview two brothers who went 40 days fasting and they know quite a bit about the science behind. They share their experience, a few tips, and we go a bit into how our system works. So it was really an interesting chat. That's why we went a bit longer than usual. It's an hour, but you will learn so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and feel free to share it and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 51 of Dreamers and Doers, where I interview people who follow their passion and use it to make the world better. And I think that's you, Sinclair and yes. Saxon. Thanks welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us, man. So Sinclair and Saxon are brothers. And I got really interested in something you did recently, which was a 40-day fast, which is pretty impressive If for the people who follow me. I do a little bit of fasting, but uh, my maximum is five days that I did two months ago. So I got really interested in it. We'll dive into the science, the reasons, but we'll start as usual with your story, guys. So how, like, what's your story in general and how did you get into fasting in particular? Um, yeah, so this one generally starts with me because mm -hmm. uh, about 11 years ago, I got a, an injury, I was training in the gym, um, I got a bulging disc and uh, what should have been a pretty quick recovery mm -hmm. ended up taking about eight or nine years for me to just even understand what okay. my problem was. And just for the people listening, this is Sinclair. Sinclair, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm 31 years of age now, I was 20 at the time, it's been a massive journey since. but. Um, sort of long story short, I, I went down a path of trying to figure yeah. out why my body wouldn't heal. Yeah. And I realized um, <clears throat> I realized at about the age of 28 when I went to Bali and I did a, uh, I did a retreat with Tyler Tolman. And he taught me all about uh, toxicity and detoxing. Okay. And I, I learned really quickly, I was like, all right, my body is just really toxic. And uh, I took pictures of my eyes. I learned just by looking at my eyes where the toxicity is, why it's affecting my body in the way that it is. Okay. And I learned that the only way for me to really heal is to detox and to get rid of all the waste. And fasting is a really great way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, it's the fastest way that you can do that. So I learned through Tyler that um, by fasting, my body will not only detox, but it will actually regenerate as well. So okay. I've got damaged tissues in my, my disc and I've seen all this in, in scans. Mm. So, I, you in, know. In your disc, is that in the spine? It's in the uh, L5S1. Okay. Yeah, my lower spine. Okay. Yeah, so which is a really common injury. A lot of people have the, this injury and actually yeah. a lot of people have it and they don't even know they have it. Yeah. They don't have symptoms. Yeah, I had a flatmate who, who, who had this. Yeah, so, okay. so um, you know, I learned about this story and I'll just tell it because mm. it's very interesting. This, um, this lady named Jennifer Ritchie, she, um, she was a marathon runner. She was a, she was a, pretty, a pretty accomplished athlete. She had a really bad accident and she uh, broke her spine. She was a, a paraplegic and Tyler's dad, Don, came to her and he said, I'm going to put you on a 40-day water fast. Uh, he did and then he helped her break the fast. And um, in that process, she went through such a huge detoxification of um, her entire body and all of the waste and the colon, all of the medication that she'd been okay. taking. She just cleaned her entire body out and in the yeah. process 
her spinal cord regenerated her um wow. her spine that the bones refused she made a complete recovery in about 18 months i think it was mm-hmm. she was out of the wheelchair wheelchair she did all her rehab and she was back to one to full strength so i heard that story and i'm sitting in this classroom listening to tyler talk and i'm like well, you know, I've got a little bit of back pain, mm. um, some shoulder pain, I've got a bulging disc and all this. And I'm just thinking like, of course I can heal my body. So that's what kind of put me on the path. So I went and did my first fast. He's laughing at me because it's taken forever <laughs> to tell me the story. No, keep going. So I, I went and um, I did my first fast about three months later. Yeah. Um, and I had, it was a really successful fast. I eliminated loads of waste. And within about 11 days, I was completely out of pain. Wow. And, and so you did straight away that such a long fast I did I took about three months to prepare for it okay yeah I, it was about six months after you met Tyler though, it was right? three months you sure it was in May oh. and I met him at the end of July uh, January yeah okay yeah so um, yeah so I did this fast and I had this amazing response and I was like okay this is definitely one of the, the, the tools that I'm going to use moving forward mm. so I started planning another one uh, and spoke to Saxon about it and um, mm. we decided to do it together and, and nice. then the whole documentary and everything came from there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I we were living together at the time in LA and Cinco went, and de- went away and did this far, so this program with Tyler in Bali and came back. He was a big meter. One thing he didn't mention was like you know, on his journey, he like, you know, went paleo and ate, ate all this meat. Mm. Um, you know, and thought that was the way to heal his body and then okay. came back from this uh, this trip completely vegan completely plant okay. in the space yeah. of five days to transform into plant-based okay. and I'd come he came back him and I were living together in LA and he's like I'm plant-based now I think this is the way to fix my body mm. and he told me about fasting and like, I was a bit skeptical at first I was like yeah. that just sounds like anybody you grow up thinking yeah. you gotta eat three meals a day you gotta eat all you know all this mm. food all the time to be healthy yeah. so to be told that it's the opposite to be healthy it's kind of like you know, I was a bit doubtful and skeptical but mm. He did this big fast on his own and then finished it and told me he'd fixed his pain and got out of a lot of his pain. So I started doing a bit of research and yeah, we kind of just started talking. He pitched the idea of a 40 day fast, nice. 20 days on water, 20 days on juice. And I jumped on board and mm. yeah, what started is just like, you know, a, a plan to do 40 days between the two of us ended up turning into a documentary, which we're, you know, mm. almost towards the end of now, Wow, which yeah. is pretty nice. cool. Yeah, man. So, so how are the 40 days? The 40 days coming up? No, how, how well the 40 oh, days um, Yeah, it up was... Up and down. It was yeah. tough. You know what? It was tough because we decided to do it um, in the bush. So mm-hmm. um, Tyler is someone who, who mentored us through this process. Yeah. We went over to Bali. We did interviews with him and everything. Uh, he really helped us prepare for this. And he's, he had an idea for us to do it out in the bush in a tent mm-hmm. and drink from a natural water source. And, you know, when, when you're... You know, you're sitting in your house and you're having a Skype call with him. And you think, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting and in your warm house, yeah, and, you know, and you comfortable clothing, and yeah. Yeah. and then you actually get there and you're like freezing and and you. Oh, was you're... it really cold? So we did it's it just after time. winter. So we okay. did it in like you know Australian time, uh, September, which okay. is obviously the beginning of spring, but still we're getting that cold okay. winter winter weather. Yeah, because the the five days I did was here in winter and doing ice bath, and and I yeah. feel wow. like when you did a cold, you when the environment is cold, it's way harder, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and especially because like, the longer you fast, the more fat you lose and the more kind of resistance to the cold you have. Mm. Sorry, the less resistance to the cold yeah. you have. So you constantly, we would go to bed at night with like three big hoodie jumpers on, <laughs> two pairs of tracksuit. I'd get into a sleeping bag and then pull yeah. a doona over me. And I'd still be there with my beanie on and my hood on, just like freezing cold at night. 
Because oh. like our camp was cool, but it didn't really prepare. Uh, uh, sorry, protect us from the wind yeah. and the cold. So, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, if we were to do it again, we would probably come to Bali. Yeah, go to yeah. Bali, or we'd <laughs> yeah, just go yeah, get yeah, like yeah. We do it in summer. Yeah, I think yeah. doing it in summer yeah. is a must because the sun's really mm. important, and uh, the sun kind of came and went while we were there. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Also, I, I, I wanted to do seven days. After five days, I was like, okay, I'll do like ten days, but in Bali. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a smart idea. Like having all your comforts, having sunshine. Yeah. You know, it's the difference not just between like being comfortable in a fast, but it's the difference I think between healing as well. Because okay. we don't want to stress our body out yeah. while we're fasting. Mm, we yeah. really want to be as at peace and at, at mm. and that's because we want our adrenal glands to be completely at rest. And when our adrenal glands are at rest, it enables our kidneys to filter. Mm. And one of the big things when you fast is you want to filter out all of the lymphatic and acidic okay. waste from the body. Yeah. But when you're stressed out and you're cold and your and your body is not mm. not peace, not at peace, the, the the adrenaline is going and it's and it switches the kidneys off, so you don't filter. Mm. That's super interesting, actually, because I guess it's a balance because you're you're definitely in the uncomfortable, right? Mm. It's going to be hard, especially yeah. at times. So how do you how do you balance between you wanting to be a bit of a challenge and mm. and not to give up every because the body's gonna be like hey I want food of course yeah, yeah. so how do you find that balance between pushing but not doing it too much and mm. actually healing I think um, the the physiological uh, physiological like you know uncomfortableness is gonna be there regardless of where you are like mm -hmm. you know the feelings that you get from fasting is gonna happen yeah. no matter where you yeah. are. If you can provide yourself with like a comfortable place with, you know, creature comforts within reason, you know, obviously yeah. you don't want to sit there and just you know, binge watch Netflix all day. You want to, yeah. you want to try and be conscious and be like mm. present in the moment. But if you can provide like you know, a warm bed, warm shower, things like mm. that, I think it will allow your body to sink into the fast and be as comfortable as possible, yeah. which will allow your body to deep, go like dive deeper into the healing process. Yeah. Mm. Like I'd also add to that, it's like, if you're looking for a challenge, like don't worry, you'll get one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's gonna be the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah. So like give yourself yeah. as much comfort and as yeah. much, um, mm. you know, just, yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing it for like an extreme challenge. That shouldn't mm. be your goal. Your, body, your goal should be to like yeah. heal your you know, mind, body and soul not rather go and be like I'm gonna go like yeah. not eat 20 days in like you know the extreme conditions because that's a huge challenge like mm. if you do it for that reason you do it for the wrong reason okay um, so yeah make it as comfortable as you can because like Sinclair said it's gonna be a challenge regardless of um, of mm. like you know where you are yeah yeah so mm. and you talked about uh, I'm really interested in uh, water recently mm. was it important to get a quality source yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our plans kind of went out the door with that one. Um, we were meant to be drinking from this like natural spring water. Yeah. Um, this natural spring, getting the water from there, but because they hadn't had much rain, um, like lately, lately, we got a call from the guy that worked up there, like or you know who we'd been in contact with about having a space on his land. Mm. He he called us and he's like two days before he's like um he's like look it's been really dry up here. There hasn't been any rain. Everything's dried out. You know you might be able to drink from it, but I don't think so. And sure enough, when we got up there, the mm. whole the whole thing that we planned drinking from was dried out. So we ended up bringing a water distiller with us, and um, and putting water in that, distilling the water, and then drinking uh, putting salt water in, sorry salt into the water, mm. and drinking from that. So when you do a water fast, important to keep the the salt for the electrolytes, right? Is, yeah, that's yeah. what I understand. 
Yeah, like your body is going into such a heavy form of like acid removal mm-hmm. that um, you want to make sure you've got enough minerals to balance to keep your blood pH uh, okay. um, at a safe level. So if you don't, then your body's going to start robbing, um, robbing like taking taking calcium out of all the connective tissue. Okay. And uh, calcium has a high pH and it's going to balance the blood. Okay. But we don't want to we don't want to force the body to do that. We'd mm. rather just put the minerals in in ourselves, and uh, and you know, give our body the the best chance it has of of um, sort of its defense against what's called acidosis. Okay. Like one of the big things people always say to you um, when you go into a fast is like, what about acidosis? And you know, it's a, it's an important topic because one of the big things when you fast is the body yeah. is trying to remove so much acid. And uh, yeah, the acid is corrosive and it's damaging to our body. Um, and it's got a very low pH. So the minerals just help balance the pH. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you want your kidneys to be able to filter and get rid of all that acid. Yeah, so colon, skin, everything. You want yeah. to release. So there's four channels of elimination that we talk about. That being like, you know, pooing, peeing, uh, breathing, as well as your perspiration, you know, sweating okay. through the skin. You want to open up as many or all four of those channels as much as you can mm. to allow all the acids to find their way out and mm. to not sit there and plague, plague you inside mm. of your body. So that's a big one there. We had practices we try and do every day. We try and move we try as, as much as possible like physical movement we'd yeah. uh do a thing called movie washer sucked. <laughs> yeah movement became very challenging yeah. towards the end that was like this is <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we had a thing called guasha which is um Cinco probably had to tell you a bit more about this the bicarb soda and vodka yeah. it helps kind of clean your skin and allow the pores to open up okay um as well as we were doing colonics to enemas and colonics to keep mm-hmm. our colon clear Okay. When plaque and mucus would start to dislodge and mm. get stuck in there. So you were doing that during the fast? Yeah. yeah. Every like two or three days we'd do a colonic. Okay. And every and time was yeah. like the tube would just be black. Yeah. Okay. Black, red, yellow, which shows um, liver, kidney, mm. yeah. all of this have, detox. Have you heard about the um, gallbladder and kidney flush? Yeah. Yeah. We've both done that before. Yeah. And liver, sorry, gallbladder and, yeah. and liver flush. Yeah. So where you get the green little, little yeah, stones, yeah. Have, have you done stones. that? Yeah. yeah. How, how was that? Because I um, was thinking of doing it, a friend of mine recommended. Uh, I, I mean, I, I definitely got some of those stones you're referring yeah. to. Uh, mine wasn't huge. We, we met a guy in Bali um, when we finished our fast who did it. And he said he had like a handful, like 80 little gallbladder stones that came mm. out. Mm. Um, but he also, yeah, he had a pretty toxic uh, life, you know, the years preceding it. So I think he probably had a few more to get rid of. But mm. um yeah whether or and, not it's super beneficial i'm not sure and just to go back on the background what's uh what's a bit been your education like i don't know are your parents or your environment mm. into spirituality or really into health no. or, or were you like drinking and partying hard or? so yeah. we we, we <laughs> grew up our, our parents owned a gym growing up so we were always yeah. very active we both okay. were you know uh played a lot of rugby yeah um as well as you know both very sporty and so physically very uh i would say healthy mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the outer external physical body we're both in good shape mm-hmm. um but uh yeah internally probably sinclair more so you know we both took drugs when we were kids we were both you know started drinking at a young age him even more so i was like 15 you were like 12. <laughs> yeah and um yeah we both, both started, started taking like you know ecstasy and, and cocaine at a very young age and continued that for a little while um 
which obviously took its toll on our body. And yeah, I, like the irony of it is, is that is the reason that I ended up needing to fast. It's one of the big reasons is because I spent so many years yeah. filling my body up with the wrong things yeah. and just destroying my body. So eventually, um, you know, my body started to shut down. That's why I didn't heal. Mm-hmm. It's why I got a bulging disc and that's why I didn't heal from the bulging disc because mm-hmm. my body was so full of inflammation and toxic waste and just all of this stuff that was just suppressing and, and, and damaging my body. So I learned that I've got to clear all that out and then my body will regenerate. Nice. And it, you know, and it, and it has like, it's that started, but mm. it's a process because you spend so many years mm. putting this stuff in and, and, yeah. and it's, it takes longer than like a 20 day water fast to heal yourself. You know, we're all, we're all, you know, quite toxic. Do you want to go a bit into the science? So yeah. recently intermittent fasting mm. has been really popular and like trendy. I heard, you know, some people like longer fast can be more controversial. Yeah. So um, I think we could couple like what's the science and maybe what's um, a, a good way to get started on it for people who listen. Yeah. So Knowing the, that none of us here gives you medical advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that if you do anything, you do it under yeah. your own. Uh, yeah. We are simply sharing the mm-hmm. knowledge that we have accu- uh, mm-hmm. accumulated, yeah. but uh, we did not come up with it. We did not yeah. Yeah. Uh, do it ourselves. We take no responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, one thing, I guess, a question we get asked a lot is how long you can fast for. Mm. How long is safe? You know, most yeah, people... Yeah, because they are these this and movement yeah exactly you hear about these people don't need to eat yeah some of them die too yeah well i mean let's um scratch that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like a lot of people i think there's especially me before i heard fasting i was like you can't go more than a few days Mm. without food you know you yeah everybody knows what it's like yeah exactly it's like you know everybody knows what it's like to be hungry and you think oh it's only going to get worse so Mm. surely i'm going to get sick and die Mm. and whatever but um, so our mentor, uh, Tyler, told us of a study uh, that was done. Uh, it's called Hull Biological Laboratories at Sh- University of Chicago. And the, they did a study where they got um, X amount of people. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure of the number. All of a, a kind of standard health by, you know, the medical standards. They all had like, you know, a necessary amount of like vitamins, minerals and nutrient levels. Mm-hmm. And they put them into a controlled water fast and wanted to see how long they could last before they had any nutrient deficiencies mm-hmm. or their muscles started to catabolize, which means they started to eat into its own lean muscle yeah. um, uh, muscle tissue. And they weren't entirely sure. I think the people going in thought they were gonna be in there for about three or four days. Yeah. And they were gonna see this, they were gonna go as long as they- Because uh, they were being paid. They were being paid, mm-hmm. yeah, that's important mm-hmm. as well. They were being paid to be there. And um, anyway, the first person started showing signs of you know, nutrient deficiencies at 90 days. 90. Yeah, nine zero. Nine zero. Yeah, yeah. ninety days of fasting wow. in a controlled environment mm. of a standard weight. These guys aren't like they weren't super heavy or anything like that. Yeah. And it was ninety days before their body started to actually have like negative side effects. Wow. So yeah, we can go a lot longer without food than people think. Yeah, because um, people would think I'm starting to lose, you know, all these yeah, nutrients. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm I mean, starting to you, feel sick you, and. Like when I fast for five days, I definitely lose weight. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit afraid to lose muscle, for example, mm. because you know there's yeah. a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, What do you think about that? I think when I've spoken about that, like you know, we obviously lost a fair bit of muscle. We got very yeah. thin at the end of the twenty days, but at the end of the day, you can rebuild muscle. That's, you know, you've yeah. got the rest of your life, depending on how old you are, but. 
muscle and, and especially it's a vanity thing like you know we don't want to lose muscle because we want to look good mm. well and you like want to be shape. strong too of course yeah, but the thing yeah. is like that can all come back yeah you know you can you can once you start eating it will naturally start to mm. come back yeah and the more you move you know whatever form of exercise you do whether it be in the gym whether it be like bike riding or whatever mm. you can slowly start to get back into that and slowly start to build your muscle your body back like within six mm. months Sinclair and I were both back to our regular sizes yeah. if anything we're probably a bit heavier Okay. Because we uh, we overrate. Yeah, yeah, we overrate a little bit. So I mean, once we started being able to again, we'll get back into that later. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we didn't we didn't lose a dangerous amount of muscle, and it didn't take us that long to put it back on. Yet we okay. still had we got rid of so much crap inside of our body. Mm. So the benefits far outweigh the negatives, like yeah. losing muscle or yeah. losing you know size or something like that. Mm. So I think it's a yeah. You know, for anyone listening, it's a short term you know loss that can easily yeah. be regained. Yeah. Not to mention, like when you go through the process of detoxification, you completely reset your body's ability to digest food, uh, absorb food, Mm. utilize food, and then eliminate food. So you start when you start again after a fast, you're already in a better position to to build muscle. Mm. Your whole endocrine system's been reset after ten days of water fasting. Your endocrine system is what produces all of your growth hormone, Mm. um, testosterone and your body's ability to digest food. So you're really doing yourself a favor. It's, it's a small sacrifice to make for a much mm. bigger picture. Yeah. You know, and, and we're talking about, we're not even, if you're going into a fast purely for an aesthetic reason, then you're missing the big picture as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, because you shouldn't be doing that. The big picture is about like, you know, living your best life and, yeah. and fasting clears out all of the darkness and makes way for the light. And the darkness is the plaque and the parasites and the acid mm. and the, all of the waste that's been bogging you down and killing your energy and, and killing your, your zest for life and your, you know, kind of like suppressing your yeah. personality in a big way. Yeah. Like so many of us, and you see it in the street all the time, you see the shit people eat, and you see how, how their body is really struggling with it and all of the sickness and the mm. suffering in the world, you see all mm. of that, it's so obvious. And it's really like, we're all kind of operating at like 30%, you know, yeah. no one's operating at 100%. And fasting is a way to clear all that out so we can so we can realize our potential. Mm. That's what it's about. It's interesting actually, because earlier in that episode, I talked about fasting being trendy, mm. but like it's been around in spirit, in spirituality and in religions yeah. for thousands yeah. of years. And yeah. even when we were animals, we weren't eating three meals a day, exactly. right? Yeah. Well, it's like fasting so it's throughout history natural. as like, you know, practice where people consciously go without food is really as old as we are. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you think you got ancient Greeks like Pythagoras, Hippocrates yeah. and all these like Aristotle, all the major Greek philosophers all fasted. Yeah. You know, one for health reasons, but also for mental clarity and yeah. like you know, they do it for mental efficiency. Mm. And then you know, you go look at you look at the religious part. You look at Jesus Christ. You look at Moses, who apparently all yeah. fasted for forty days. But I think you know, even without doing it consciously, like we fast when we don't have access to food. Mm. And before we had supermarkets, before we had like all these readily available sources yeah. of food, mm. we fasted subconsciously because we didn't mm. have a choice. So. Yeah. It's innately in our DNA to do that. Mm. And despite the fact that may, many people think that you have to wake up and eat first thing because otherwise you won't have energy. Like, mm. you imagine waking up, you know, 10,000 years ago. Yeah. They were human beings, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. just going to scratch up on my history. <laughs> it had been a while. And, yeah. um, and um, yeah, do scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no editing. Ah, yeah, it's all no editing. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm saying like, uh, if you were to wake up and you know not have access to food, yeah. and yet you had to eat for energy, it's yeah. like we would have died off a long time yeah. ago, you know, because yeah. yeah. it wasn't just always there, ready to eat. Mm. Actually, it's interesting. I uh, listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast with Matthew Walker, who's like mm, the sleep, the sleep specialist. Yeah. And I'm big on food and nutrition. I'm also mm. big on sleep. And he says, actually, be careful with fasting because you have that reaction from evolution that tells you don't sleep. Yeah. You got to go hunting, hunting because survive, yeah. you need food. So how did you guys sleep? And did you feel it really well, impaired yeah. your ability <clears> to sleep? You don't, yeah. you don't, I don't think you need as much sleep, whether or not that's like a, a sort of survival mechanism, yeah. keeping you awake and alert so you can go out and hunt, yeah. maybe to a, probably to a degree. I think you also just don't need as much sleep because your body mm. doesn't have to digest as much. True. You don't have doesn't the kind of recovery. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like I can kind of, exp I think I can compare it well because I did a fast where I was um, by myself and I was comfortable in an apartment mm -hmm. and I would sleep soundly through the night I, I actually for the first time in a very long time would actually sleep through the whole night okay. I would all, normally always wake up multiple times or I'd wake up to take a piss mm -hmm. this time I would sleep um, soundly but after about 10 days it started to set in like that when I went back to eating again afterwards mm. I started to wake up again to piss mm. and I and I know why it's got to do with like inflammation and acidity and these things mm. but when we fasted in the mountain like sleeping was really hard but that's because we were freezing mm, yeah like we weren't literally comfortable yeah. no we, it wasn't we, comfortable. We were very few times during the fast oh. during the 20 days like where we were truly comfortable and it was mainly when the sun was out mm. middle of the day we'd be lying down on like a little yeah. mat and just lying in the sun mm. or sitting on a it teaches chair teaches you gratitude yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> massive um, lessons in gratitude it's uh yeah there weren't like you know many times sometimes sitting around the fire was nice but again it was just cold like you were sitting around there not to enjoy the fire, but like rather to get warmth just because mm. we were so cold. And then mm. suddenly it's time to go to bed. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Away from the warmth into the cold, mm. no protection. But mm. again, there were lots of lessons to be learned. And nice. Very enjoyable. Um, so now to be pragmatic, how, um, how do you advise people to get started? Mm. It's funny because w what we talk about being in, in the uncomfortable and pushing the limits of the human body is I don't know if you know the Wim Hof method but that makes yeah. me think a bit of an equivalent with Wim Hof going in, in those cold, mm, yeah. uh, conditions but obviously how he advises to get started is to you start finishing your your shower with cold shower, mm -hmm. with cold water mm. and going gradually so do you feel like anyone could with good preparation or most people could go into a more intense longer fast or or starting more with like skipping a meal, doing a day, doing two days? Um, there's certainly people we would not advise to fast. Mm. Um, you know, anyone who's pregnant or breastfeeding, we mm. always advise not to. That's okay. what we've been taught. Um, yeah. You know, obviously when you're carrying life inside of you, you know, you want to mm. feed that life as much as possible, especially mm. when you're breastfeeding as well. Mm. Um, we were very careful with people with eating disorders. Um, you know, anyone who has a poor relationship with food. Yeah. Uh, I think it's best to kind of, you know, get a better relationship with food or, you know, be able to, you know, overcome that before you want to try and get, uh, okay. do any extent. Don't you think the fast could be a solution? It definitely that? could, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it also could have a, an opposite effect where this okay. person just goes like, you know, I'm going to continue to go with that food because I, you know, I don't like the way I look or whatever. Like mm -hmm. it's the breaking of the fast. I think for someone with an eating disorder would be really challenging because okay. when you break the fast, your, mm -hmm. in, your instinct is just to eat and eat as much as you can. Yeah. 
So I don't know what uh, someone with an eating disorder how they would respond. Okay. But I think which eating disorder? I think which eating disorder you're talking about is important. Like someone who overeats, yeah, they'd need okay. to be very careful. Mm. Okay, but, but someone let, who's let, like, let's say for a common person uh, that doesn't have eating disorder. Yeah, yeah I think I, every, think I think everybody's capable of it. Yeah. But again, I think preparing for it and yeah. like you know what we were talking about before. Like, you know, wrapping your, your, your head around, like, you know, progressing bit by bit. Yeah. You know, you start with intermittent fasting, 16 hours of, um, you know, mm-hmm. fasting with an eight, eight, eight hour eating window. And then just slowly start to shorten that, make those fasts a little bit longer, a little bit have, longer. Have you tried keto? Uh, we're familiar with it. It's not something we I did it actually for about six months. Okay. Uh, because well, when I was paleo, yeah. I was really big into like grass-fed meats okay. and, and ghee and and because during the ch- fast you're in ketosis, right? So yeah, I that a, but the, the way to prepare was to start being in ketosis through a ketogenic yeah, diet. Yeah, so like they're really different. Like yeah. nutritional ketosis and fasting ketosis is so different. Okay, um, you really don't want to be eating any animal products before you mm. go into a water fast because mm. when all of the digestive system shuts down and you've got like chicken wings and feet and t-bone steak and your eggs and all this stuff in there just like okay. rotting mm. and that's what will happen it'll start yeah. rotting because there's nothing to push it through the digestive system shuts down mm-hmm. there's no longer any fiber coming from outside sources yeah. to push it through yeah. it sits in your colon sits in your intestinal okay. tract rots and essentially okay. starts to you know pollute you from the inside out so what's the best way to eat before a fast uh, we we were strictly a plant based diet. Oranges. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People listening, we've been yeah. eating oranges. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We we had a strictly plant based diet for the like mm-hmm. the last few months. And then, are you fully plant based? Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. 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 Um, and then probably in the last six weeks, two months, it was like ninety percent fruit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just eating okay. hydrating foods that are going to really clean you out. The cleaner you are before you go into okay. fast. Fruits more than vegetables. Yeah. Fruits are, are more, more detoxifying than vegetables. Mm. Yeah. So they start the, the detoxifying process. Like mm. a little side note, like eating a fruit-based diet is is in a in is a big is in a big way similar to a water fast in that it detoxifies the body mm. very effectively. Obviously, a water fast is a lot deeper, and you yeah. get effects a during a water sooner, fast yeah. that you wouldn't get in a fr- in a fruit fast. But you know, one have of, you tried dry fasting too? Yeah, like a few days I've, without yeah. Water? I've never done. A few, I've done a day. Yeah, I've done twenty hours. Like, yeah. yeah. Get me out of here! Yeah. Like, it was brutal. Okay. Yeah, gets very challenging, but um, it's a great way to get your kidneys to filter. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's definitely one where it's really important to not have anything to do. Like you know, water fasting. I think you can still achieve day to day things, especially mm. early on. You know, you can. I, I water fast. I did a five day water fast when I was living in Chicago, and I went to work every day. Yeah. And you know, I trained people as a personal trainer, and I think if you're dry fasting, you don't want to be doing that because yeah. it's like you lose pretty you know, energy, and mental kidneys, clarity yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, you may potentially do more damage. So yeah, to go back to the preparation, mainly fruits. Yeah, mainly fruits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the deeper level of cleaning you do before, the quickly, the more quickly and deeper you can dive into the the detox. And, and that's even fast. if I do like a three day fast, you would do like a day or two of fruits before. Yeah, I think one or two days would help. I don't think it'd... you you technically yeah. could could go from eating like pizza and and yeah. hot chips and burgers into a three day fast. If you're oh, going to do it, do well, you you would but you would feel the difference. You'd be yeah. very uncomfortable, yeah. and um, but I wouldn't recommend doing that at all. Yeah. But I think you could do it and survive. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah, to do a course. twenty day water fast and okay. you ate pizzas, burgers, and all okay, this shit, then and then jump to twenty days, yeah, <laughs> you'd be really uncomfortable okay. after like five, ten, fifteen okay. days because oh. this stuff wouldn't move. Okay. At least after three days, you go back to eating food mm. and then you move it. Okay. But um, 
yeah, it's really eating the fruit is just a really great way to build the blood and clean the body out yeah. at the same time. And, and on top of the cleaning, what I understand with uh, fasting is that it promotes autophagy, like yeah. renewing your cells. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to talk yeah. about that? So this is actually something I was looking at last night, just to, knowing I was going to be here today. I mm. solidified my knowledge of it. So in 2014, I believe it was, uh, a, a research scientist called um, Walter Longo, he conducted an experiment. He was trying to see the benefits that fasting could have on chemotherapy. Mm. So he was putting people under, um, under extended water fast. And what he actually saw is that firstly, under, in three days time, our bodies would completely reset their immune systems. Mm. All the old damaged um, uh, white, white blood cells would be deconstructed and replaced with brand new cells. So it was like we had a brand new uh, immune system after three days. Mm. And what he also saw is that once the body went into full fasting ketosis, that when our bodies would produce, sorry, would process the ketones, they would produce what's called an embryonic-like stem yeah. cell. Just to, just to tell people when you're in ketosis, tell me if I'm wrong, but basically, usually you get your energy from the glucose, and because you mm. don't have glucose, yeah. you use your body produces so, something called ketones to yeah. give you energy. So yeah. the first few days, you know, usually the first 24 hours, your body runs on its glycogen stores, which mm -hmm. is stored in the liver, which okay. is like which your body then converts into glucose, which is what our main primary source of fuel is, of energy. But after we run out of that, after it's taken its stores from the liver and from the muscles, it'll then turn its attention towards our fat storage, mm -hmm. which is just, fat is essentially a backup storage for energy. That's, what, that's mm -hmm. what we store it for. And it'll then use those fat storages for energy, converting it to ketones, which it'll then yeah, uh, send out to the rest of the body as its energy. But once you've been in an extended fast for three to five days plus, uh, when we produce or process these um, ketones, it produces what's called an embryonic-like stem cells, is what the guy um, realized okay. in his um, in his experiment. And they have, what is it, pluripotency? Pluripotency, yeah. Which means that they can go anywhere through the body, through the bloodstream, and mm. replace any cell at all in That's the body powerful. and replenish yeah. it. It's huge. So it could essentially, like you know, Sinclair talked about Jennifer Ritchie, who regenerated her spine, had a severed mm. spinal cord, was told she'll never walk again. Mm. And through fasting, through this process of autophagy, uh, was able to was able to completely regenerate a spine, which you know has never been able to be done. And in theory, you can regenerate anything in the yeah. body. You know, mm. I, I don't want to say like you know like internal organs and stuff like that, but in mm. theory, uh, yeah. Well, this, you can. There are people that yeah, are doing it exactly. You know? so, like the medical system even knows like the liver is one of the most is the, one of the easiest organs to regenerate. So it, the the knowledge is there to a degree, yeah. but. Um, you know, this guy, Dr. Robert Morse, is someone who um, we've been following, I've been following very closely for the last six months. And I'm um, going to Florida in October. I'm doing an interview with him. Nice. And um, yeah, he's amazing. And like, he will tell you that he has cases, many, many cases all around the world that have regrown everything. Like, you mm. can, as long as your body is still alive, like, you know, if you take your brain out, maybe not. <laughs> but, you know, we like the body has the ability to regenerate yeah. anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and it's this process that Saxon's yeah. talking about that's mm -hmm. backed by science now. Yeah. You know, I think we're on the cusp of um, of this information getting out to yeah. the world. It's just very slow, and there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of what, opposition. Why do you think? Because there's so much science behind it. Why do you think it's your, not mainstream? Your average doctor doesn't tell you to fast when you're I sick. I think yeah. it's something yeah, we, It's a controversial topic. Yeah. The doctors all learn from a higher higher power. They all learn yeah. from a, a one source. 
and I think that higher power doesn't want anybody to know this because there's no money in it. Yeah. It's not you can't monetize it. You know, you yeah. can't you can't go. Hey, yeah. you go fast on water for forty days, yeah. but pay me forty yeah. grand that you would have paid me for that, those medical yeah. um, bills. Yeah, uh, that's an answer I uh, listen I hear a lot. Like the same when I interview people who got spontaneous remission through breathwork, for example, yeah. it's way yeah. harder to sell. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Than all money, man. It's a trillion dollar industry, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's all based on the idea. It's like fix them enough and make them feel just good enough that they still have to come back to you, yeah. but they think yeah. you're doing them good. Yeah. Treat the symptoms, don't treat the problem. Yeah, That's yeah but you know what it's worthwhile saying? It's like in the medical industry, you know, there are a lot of people, most doctors are, you know, great people with great intentions. Yeah. But like we were saying, it's it's actually the, the pharmaceutical companies that write the syllabus that gets taught yeah. to mm. the doctors. Mm. So doctors get taught about symptomology, then they get taught about diagnosis yeah. and then prescription of medication. So it's not... Which means yeah, they're, they're not evil. Like, yeah, they're, they're not trying to do their yeah. best, but they've been brainwashed. This is what they've been taught. You know, what what what's challenging with Saxon and I is when we go to see a doctor and we mm-hmm. mention to them what what we um, what we do and our beliefs. I can understand that it's challenging for them to accept, mm. but there's a real block there. Like yeah. Yeah. their ego, a lot of them just yeah. can't accept, yeah. as, and they just think we're crazy. And it's yeah. like, well, as as a doctor who is you know who learned you know, all this, you know, back in the day and spent a lot of time learning. It's not like, you know, you yeah. just go to uni for a couple of years. It's like you, it's the longest degree you can do to be a medical doctor, um, I think. <laughs> um, anyway, like they, they do this because they want to help people. Yeah. And then we're yeah. here bringing them like an alternative that may still be able to help people. And yet they're not interested in learning it. You know, they're not interested in yeah. seeing our view, hearing what we have yeah. to say. It's just, we're idiots, you know, and yeah. we're just, we're one of those, you know, quacks who just come in with this, you know, crazy idea and, and we're going to hurt people mm. despite the fact that fasting like we said has been around for yeah. the beginning of time yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I mean then it goes into people creating an identity around something and yeah. shutting mm. down yeah. and closing their mind yeah I think there's also a little bit of like a um, there's a, a pride about being a, a, I shouldn't say this because whatever <laughs> like well, being being a doctor and going eight years in in, in medical training, yeah, you get yeah. out of that, and you're yeah. you know, so many people hold doctors. You're an accomplished like, yeah. individual. Yeah. You have a title yeah. that is well respected, and all of a sudden you got these two guys coming to your office <laughs> who, who yeah. are personal trainers, yeah. and they're like, "Nah, man, like go and do a water fast, and you yeah. can heal cancer, and you can reverse your yeah. every condition mm-hmm. under the sun." And it's like, who the and hell it's like, are you know, our, our information is coming from secondhand sources that we've yeah. listened to and we've learned from. Yeah. We're fully aware of what. You know, yeah. it looks like us promoting all this stuff with mm. little, you know, not a whole lot of training. But okay. again, I think if you look, there is science to back it. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's also a level of like, you know, kind of yeah. logic and common sense yeah. and involved. experience. Like yeah. we're doing the work and yeah. we're we're seeing the difference. And we're like, since we've been making this documentary, we've we've interviewed people that have healed themselves yeah. from colon yeah. and liver yeah. cancer and hepatitis C, Lyme disease, Lyme disease, yeah, yeah. diabetes, all yeah. these different things. Like, um. Uh, yeah, but yeah, even even science, it's not neutral because the studies that get financed and pushed are the exactly, ones that are able yeah. to generate money. So exactly. it's interesting. Like a month ago, I was in Bali to something called the World Health Sovereignty Summit, and it's about all these uh, cures that got shut down because they were threatening a whole industry. Mm. I won't go into it yeah, now, right. but yeah, it's a bit of a when you look into it and yeah. you get kind of you become conscious of it, yeah. it's a bit... Pe- um, people, are, people are disappearing, <laughs> you know, nice. like it's real. One, yeah. one thing I've always found strange about when I go to see a doctor as well, it's like you are there giving me 
professional and like, you know, the best advice possible on how to be healthier. Yeah. But you yourself are sitting there and majority of the times I've found my doctors have always sat there with giant <laughs> big bellies and really like age damaged skin and like they don't look healthy, you know, that yeah. whatever they're doing is not working for themselves. Okay. So why should I take your advice yeah. when whatever you're doing, again, of course that doesn't speak for everybody, but in my experiences, yeah. a doctor who is going to be promoting health should be practicing yeah. that health on themselves. Yeah. I think I think work. just the message for people is like to take your like take responsibility for yeah. your health yeah. because the society is not doing it exactly we're getting <laughs> yeah. more and more sick every year yeah. as a, as yeah. a Western society like, well you know the the name of our documentary just to give it a little plug yeah is fasting the healer within mm. we all have a healer yeah. within yeah. Our, our, we are our own healer yeah. no one else is going to yeah. heal you you heal yourself. Yeah, and you have it through all these practices that are so simple, but it can be breath work, can mm. be fasting, yeah. it can be meditation, but yeah. it's hard to make um, uh, <laughs> money out of it. Yeah. Do, do you guys know Joe Dispenza? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar Yeah, He's big on healing through yeah. meditation and and, um, um, and through changing your beliefs. Mm. Mm. The energetics of the yeah. body. I guess belief is a big thing for fasting because yeah. I feel like... So when I started doing one day of fasting, uh, I would have like my family and all people around yeah. me, oh, you're, you're, you're going to be so bad, you're going to be so yeah. sick. Mm. Same with the cold. You go in the cold, mm. if your belief is I'm going to get sick, you get sick. Yeah. And suddenly I start watching Wim Hof, I start watching you guys, mm. and I'm like, no, actually, actually, yeah. A week fasting is not a lot, yeah. and then when I'm like this, I'm actually feeling great. Yeah. Mm. Well, when I'm surrounded by people who are all like, "Oh, you must be so weak. Mm. Why are you?" Mm. Then I feel weak. Yeah. So, uh, how much do you feel is um, kind of objective science on how you feel, and mm. how much is belief? Have you are you familiar with the documentary that's out recently called Heal on Netflix? No. So you might I think you'd enjoy Joe it. In that. Just based on what okay. you're talking about now. There's been like, they do stu done studies on your brain's signals that it sends to its cells all in the body. Like yeah. negative se signals send negative, mm. like have negative responses yeah. in your cells. Yeah. So essentially saying like, you know, you've heard of the placebo effect. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like, you know, if you think positively, your cells will respond yeah. positively and give yeah. out positive energy yeah. and you know, positive health, positive benefits. Uh, how like. much do you think you can push it? Like if you believe you don't need to eat for yeah. two years, yeah. do you think that's possible? When do you? Yeah, that's a that's a hard one. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think um, I think your intention and your willpower play a okay. huge role when yeah. you're talking about something like fasting. Yeah, um, they're the difference between someone I think who can really get to the finish line and mm. someone who won't. Um, in terms of how much impact they have on your actual healing. Yeah, like a Joe Dispenza is a really good example of someone who's kind of proving that through the power of the mind, you can mm. you can encourage the body to regenerate and you can have an actual physical effect. Were you saying Joe Dispenza or Jody Spencer? Joe Dispenza. Is that who you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jody Spencer. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got no idea who that is. <laughs> hey, pardon my French. Keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> the blooper reel with you and it's yeah, um, in between absolute nuggets. <laughs> but yeah, I think like an interesting thing to kind of touch on there is like when you go into a fast, yeah, your um, your intention and your why, like W H Y, yeah. is so important. <laughs> yeah. It's it's everything. Like it is. It's the it's 
it's the reason you do it. It's the it's the mm. difference between like seeing it through and getting through the hardest moments. I was moments. gonna say getting through the hard parts. Your why is your most important okay. thing. Yeah. you've got all these different outside influences, these negative thoughts in your mind yeah. going, break it. You know, you've mm. done enough. Yeah. You've succeeded. You've done well. And then suddenly you've got that little lingering thought. Mm. You're going, fuck that. Mm. Like I'm here for a reason. You know, I yeah. set myself this goal. Yeah, that's that ends up being your most important voice, mm. and the one you listen so to. So you got you get those ups and downs. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like sure. yeah, because I I get them too. I get like, oh, you should, oh it's okay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're get, getting weak. Yeah. So last yeah. time I was meant to do seven days. I was like, well, I'm actually doing sports and this. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I was you talk like, yourself maybe out. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting weak. I'm losing yeah. my muscle. Why do you do mm. it? Because mm. well, mm. there's another thing we could touch on is like uh, when you fast, you have what's called healing crises. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, like you know, times during your fast where your body will start to have negative effects. Like you know, you might have diarrhea, you might mm-hmm. break out in like a rash. You could have lots of different things. You could just start to feel really, really unwell. And obviously, there will be times when potentially that's a sign to break the fast. But often, that's just your body getting rid of shit. It's literally just okay, pushing yeah, stuff out yeah. through the skin. It's pushing shit out out you know the back yeah, door. Yeah. You're vomiting. You're sick. You got a fever. Yeah. You know, they, they, those aren't necessarily always signs to break the fast, mm. but rather it's your sign of the Actually, body. Actually, that's what Yeah, that you're getting mm. rid of stuff. Mm. It's important to be able to differentiate yeah. though. Yeah. Because if you do have a situation that's dangerous, you need to understand that it is dangerous and break mm. the fast. Mm. Mm. So that's why it's useful to do the research, work with a, a guy, yeah. you know, a, someone who knows what they're doing, yeah. fasting mentor okay. or something like that. And we talked, uh, uh, that's a good segue because we talked about the health and now we started a bit about the beliefs mm. when i fast for me it's a little it's a, quite a bit of a willpower exercise mm. so we talked about the why for mm. health for willpower for me it's also to appreciate food and yeah. gratitude because yeah. it's the best meal than when you break yeah. it and um also a spiritual practice that we see mm. a lot so is that how all this part of your why definitely mm. yeah like it was mainly physical for me. Yeah. I didn't really understand what spirituality was until yeah. I did my first fast, okay. actually. And um, fasting puts you into such a state of like contemplation and like introspection, and you're just thinking constantly. Mm-hmm. If you do it the right way, like if you remove mm-hmm. yourself from the all the distractions, yeah. all of your addictions, you know, food is the big one, but then we've got like social media, we've mm-hmm. got people, we've got sex, we've got mm-hmm. just addictive behaviors. Yeah. You remove yourself from all of that and all you're left with is yourself mm. and your thoughts. And it's like the most, uh, it's the highest level of self-discovery yeah. I think that you can really get. Self-reflection, like, you know, again, I had no idea. I, I again, went in for complete physical reasons. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to prevent disease because I don't have any, like, you know, Sinclair's got an injury that he's trying to fix, lots of uh, chronic pain in his body. I didn't have that. I didn't mm. have anything glaringly obvious that I was trying to fix. So I didn't have any expectations, especially not from like the spiritual element. Mm. But going in there after like, you know, probably five days, especially towards the end, you've got like things from your past that are popping up. You've got a lot mm. of like repressed, you know, pain and suffering that you've had in the past that you haven't dealt with. And you've got to, you've got to sit there and you've got to go through it. What you didn't, what you didn't go through mm. back, you know, however long it was ago. So what were you doing all day during 40 days? Mate, trying to sit out in the sun. Mm. You know, there were days because we were filming a documentary. We yeah. were uh, there were days where we had like shooting, mm. like you know, camera days where okay. we're doing interviews and stuff. But but not doing much. No, yeah, for the most part, man. Like we were trying we to, want to do we were trying to go yeah. for walks and yeah. we're trying to explore a little bit. But the longer the fast went mm. on, the less of that we were doing. But we had days where it would rain all day, so we'd sit in the camper <laughs> okay. and we would literally like sit there and we'd like we'd read books, we'd mm. talk, we'd lie down. 
But again, like, you know, we weren't sleeping much, so you're constantly thinking, your, con- your mind's constantly racing. At one point, I was sitting there, and, you know, I was looking out over... We were sitting up in this really nice, like, you know, mountain, rolling mountain ranges, and I was sitting there overlooking all this beautiful natural greenery, and I was, like, contemplating our purpose as human beings, as, as, yeah. as a species, and as, like, you know, on this planet, and mm. my mind was racing. I think I almost figured it out. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I was really diving yeah. deep into it, and <laughs> I was loving it, man. Like, I, I think, like, you know, I have a degree in philosophy, so I like to think about mm. those things, but even more so while you're fasting, it's like your mind just is hungry mm. for that kind of knowledge. And so you see the buttons of your mind. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. think with like crystal clear It makes, clear it makes ca- me clarity. think of, I did Vipassana. Mm. Think, uh, yeah, I've done that. So it's yeah. a 10 day silent retreat. When you talk about that, it makes me think of my Vipassana yeah. retreat. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's probably similar. Again, like add no distractions. And yeah. I mean, shit, you really have no distractions in that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's like, um, you know, we've all heard of this saying, like, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And when you fast, you take away all the physical distractions. Mm. And all you're left with is, I think, a, a really a, a deeper connection to your spiritual self. Yeah. And um, it's hard to describe. It's one of those things that you really got to go and do for yourself and mm. experience. Because I think yeah. it's also a different experience for every person. Yeah. Spirituality isn't, I don't think it's uniform. It's not mm. the same thing for everybody. Uh, but when you go into a fast, you, it becomes very obvious. Yeah, I think I mean the perspective you get on your day-to-day life. You know, I think I know Cinco and I both came back from the fast, and we're both kind of looking around at, you know, our lifestyle and surrounded just by material mm. possessions, such shallow people, and we're like, is this it? Is this mm. really like what we're here to be doing? Is this the life that we were yeah. born to live? Yeah. You know, there's obviously a whole lot more to your day-to-day life and. And your existence on this planet then waking up at you know 6 a.m go to work come home like mm. what a what a horrible way to spend yeah. your life to not yeah. experience whatever this planet whatever this earth yeah. can provide for you you know and i don't know what the hell it is but it's like i sure as hell am more interested in fasting fasting is one way to, to discover it yeah it's exactly like, if you don't know what so many people are, are trying to figure out what their purpose is in yeah. life uh, in a big way, fasting helped me discover my wow. purpose, which was nice. huge for me. You know, it just so happened that fasting is, you know, a part of it because my purpose is to help other people heal. Yeah. And it might not be that for everybody, but fasting gives you the opportunity to yeah. to dive into who you are mm. and discover. Like it's yeah. it's that's what it is. It's self discovery and it's physical healing. But even if you had nothing wrong with you to to heal, mm. no, nothing physical. You could still do a fast and get so much from it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, we all have things, yeah, big or small. Yeah, emotional yeah. and spiritual. Take the physical out of it. I mean, physical is yeah. great, but I mean, just for the emotional and spiritual element mm. of it, it'd be very worthwhile to embark on a fast. Mm. So exciting! Yeah. yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that. That's why I'm no so worries. happy to to share mm. yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, man. Have you got any plans to do a, a longer? longer fast yeah and I'm, I'm super pumped about it I'm like okay next time I'm in Bali I'll do probably um, 10 days yeah yeah nice. water, water and a bit of salt yeah yeah yes yeah. mate sunshine lots of sunshine and a warm yeah. bed to sleep in yeah those would be my I, I plan to do time. it like keep working and surfing and keeping these activities yeah. or do you think that's I think um, eventually you'll probably yeah you won't do any of that. I don't know about <laughs> after, surfing after sort of fighting. Yeah, who knows? Good, good luck, good luck paddling out to the back. That's made on day ten. Last time if you can surf after ten days, mate. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you. Up. If you can stand up on a surfboard. In Bali, I did four days and I was surfing every yeah. day. Yeah, well, that was four days. You know, up until yeah. ten days, I think you probably could. Yeah, it was around days 
Just tell me I can because it's just a yeah, belief. Yeah, 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 belief. You got this, man. Yeah. You can do it. If you yeah. do, tell me I can do it. Well, yeah. just in our experience, <laughs> around, around day 15 was when yeah. it really started to get tough with me. Okay. Like, you know, and okay. I know Sinclair as well. Like, the legs get heavy. Mm. And from like, the research I've done, that's because a lot of your like, you know, toxins are being like, you okay. know, taken through your bloodstream, especially from the legs. They get a little bit okay. heavy. And um, yeah, it's like getting around was like having cinder blocks mm. on your feet. You know, it was intense. But again, still very rewarding mentally just physically yeah. it became more and more challenging as time went on and there's just one thing where, like in the pragmatic side we didn't talk about is how to break the fast because mm. oh, yeah, that's important. super important yeah, it's, yeah. Really important. it's like more important than the fast itself yeah. in yeah. a lot of ways and, and arguably more challenging because it's like yeah. when you fast you, it's it's black and white you know it's either you're eating or you're not eating it's, that's, yeah. it's as simple as that but when you break the fast suddenly you have access to, you know, especially we did juice, but you know, if you're going to go straight to eating food, it's like suddenly mm. if you don't put a plan in place and you don't have to put more, a little, a few restrictions on your plan, on yeah. yourself, you have access to hundreds and thousands yeah. of different things that you have been dreaming about eating for 20 mm. days. And then suddenly it's all just in front of you. With no, 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 yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Two days afterwards, we, Sinclair and Bali went to this restaurant plant-based restaurant so you know like for yeah. the most part good food beautiful food and yeah like delicious and we were sit between the two of us after having already an entree and main uh each we had five desserts between the two of us mm. after not eating for 40 days and yeah. to say that we, we, we left there like sick like yeah like unbearable i felt like my stomach was literally if you took like a pin and popped it it was gonna be like a balloon okay. it, it was that full <laughs> um but yeah so plan in place um is really important that's Take, why we did the juice Take it slow, yeah. Mm. If you don't do juice, fruit is definitely again. Start with fruit, okay. finish with fruit in terms of like preparing and um, breaking. Because my five day I did like a couple of weeks ago, I stopped with um, vegetable broth and a bit of yeah. a few vegetables, yeah, that's, which I thought was very good. But yeah. maybe I had too much too quickly because I I had a big pain in the chest. Yeah, um, yeah, perhaps, for, yeah. For a day, like it, it went away, yeah. but like yeah. Yeah, I, I think like, the, mm. the longer you fast, the kind of rule of thumb is the longer you fast, the longer you have to spend breaking it properly. Because yeah. um, you know, the longer your digestive system is shut down for, yeah. the more it's gonna take to like kick back into gear mm. and, and like the less stress you wanna put on it. Initially. And so with fruits, and I, I hear watermelon usually because it's the best. One, it's delicious. And it's, it's so, you wanna be eating like hydrating fruits that yeah. are easy for the body to handle. It's almost like you're drinking water in a sense, okay. you know. Your watermelon, your uh, your papaya, um, any any melons, honeydew, rock melon, I love all them, so. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean like again, fruit as a whole is pretty good. Maybe like you know, your bananas and stuff, mm. leave them for a few days, but. And what quant do you eat normally the days you're not eating, like in terms of portion, or do you eat less than? <clears throat> you mean like in a day to day life? Yeah. I eat pretty normal portions now. Like yeah. I, I eat predominantly fruit still. I'll probably yeah. eat like 80% fruit. And Even in winter? Because I hear sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah I, I usually eat summer fruit. Summer diet. Okay. Um, and then I'll have maybe a, a raw salad or a cooked dinner at night. Mm. Um, Sinclair's diet's a little bit different. Yeah, I've been like mainly like 90% fruit based. Okay. Um, that's in lead up to the fast, but it's also, it's also something I've been experimenting with as a, just a, my regular diet mm. because I've been learning so much about how healing and detoxifying it is. Mm. And I, I kept thinking I had to keep fasting to heal my body mm. and I realized that I could do it on a fruit based diet and, okay. and a lot of people are actually just healing themselves by eating okay. fruit and they're not even fasting at all. Mm. So uh, that was really um, interesting for me to find out. So. 
and I and I actually feel better. Like I just I feel better on fruit. I feel much lighter, more mm. alert. Like as soon as I eat cooked foods or heavy foods, it it slows my uh, cognitive function. Just slows me down. Yeah, it's it like you know I'm sure you know what it's like when you eat a really big meal, especially yeah. if it's like. Are you plant based? Yeah. Uh, what did you ever eat meat? Yeah, no, yeah, I became plant based like two years ago. Yeah, okay, same. Gradually. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm sure you know it's like after you eat like a big steak or a big heavy like you know Christmas meal or whatever yeah. it is. It's like afterwards like you can barely move. You just yeah. fall. It's like your body is turning all its attention to now digesting mm. that food and like you know clearing it through the body, and it has no attention, uh, no energy mm. to turn towards anything else. So on a fruit diet mm. especially, it's like your body doesn't have to put that much energy into um, digesting it. And mm. Yeah, you feel very light and feel very energetic. Nice. Mm. And do you feel it helps you? For example, I know I'm a bit addicted to food, yeah. and uh, even though I eat very healthy food, I have that tendency to not have the willpower Stop, I wish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you feel those fasts helped with your willpower? Because for me, when I finish a fast, usually the weeks after, actually, my willpower towards food is not that great. It's pretty weak. We're the exact same. Okay. So, like, to be honest, man, like, afterwards, um, we, like, we got back to our regular weight and then yeah. put weight on like <laughs> we didn't get fat but yeah. like, we, we actually, turned into absolute monsters yeah. like everybody knew they'd watch us it's like yeah. are you still eating yeah. Like, yeah, man. for the people listening to the podcast they're like very very fat yeah but yeah it's like I would be eating I'd be full but I didn't want to stop you know like I remember one particular occasion and I never used to eat that much but now I even now I love food more than I ever mm. have there was one particular occasion where I had like a big dinner. I was full or after that, but then I had fruit salad after that. Mm. Was like unbearably full and yeah. was like, right, I need more. Mm. So I went and ate, made eight pieces of um, peanut butter and honey toast. <laughs> peanut butter, <laughs> yeah, that's my Peanut butter, too. that's so bad. Eight pieces <laughs> after having two giant meals before. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> like, I you can't even sit up. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> sitting up hurts. <laughs> like, I'm, this is me for the next four hours. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it takes more than a 40 day fast to override all those programming from evolution that yeah. eat, eat, eat. Yeah, I actually think uh, one realization I've had is I think we're all like massive emotional eaters. Mm. I think um, just food in general is, is like a coping mechanism for yeah. us. You it's know? a filler, yeah. I find. Yeah. It's like for me as well, like if I'm sitting at home and I'm doing some work, I'm watching TV. Yeah. It just seems in my head sometimes more enjoyable just to eat something while I'm doing it, you know, mm. for flavor, but also because it's just like kind of common practice to sit there and yeah. like, you know, have some fruit or have some chips. Yeah, or and, and usually that's going to be something maybe emotionally, you yeah. know, yeah, like, like so usually when I want to eat, I, I try to, I think that's good advice, try to stop myself and be like, why I'm not I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah. Why do I want, is it because I'm bored? Is it yeah. because I feel lonely? Is it because yeah, I'm yeah, sad? Yeah. What am I trying yeah, to cope yeah, with? Yeah, exactly. Because um, <clears throat> I think you find like most of the time you're you're not hungry. You're probably maybe dehydrated or something. Have a glass of water and you're like, oh, it's very good advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've certainly learned about myself that I'm a very emotional eater. Mm. Um, and fasting, you know, it's you, you think fasting is going to fix that. Fasting in a big way actually turns you into like more of a, I don't want to say emotional eater, but it, it, mm. it did create for Saxon and I a food addiction and mm. it was something that it took a long time to kind of get over. Mm. Um, so that's one big part of the documentary that we really okay. want to talk about is like, it's not just about doing your 40 days. It's about like making sure that you have a plan in place to not just undo all the good mm. work by just 
you know, okay. stuffing your face constantly. And is the documentary out? No. Uh, no. So we, we've done almost all the filming. Yeah. Uh, we've got almost all the footage, barring one or two interviews. Okay. Uh, but then we need to raise a little bit more money. Okay. Because uh, at the moment, it's all it's all been self-funded. Yeah. Uh, myself and especially Sinclair have been putting all the funds towards the okay. camera crew and, you know, editing for the trailer, mm. things like that. But um, yeah, at this stage we need to raise a bit of money. As so. we said, it's hard to monetize fasting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if anyone out there sees benefit in this and sees you know yeah. uh, some potential, we would love your help. Uh, we're Scratching going to be yeah. on camera. My bad. Um, and uh, yeah, we still need to finish the final edit of the film. Yeah. So okay. we're hoping to have it out by about March next mm. year. Yeah, and then when we do, um, if if we can't get it onto like a Netflix or an HBO or something, then we're going to try and, well, then we will take it around Australia and we'll do a tour, which we want to do anyway, actually, because yeah. it would just be cool, and um, I think a great way to really like get this get the message out. So um, yeah, we'll do a screening in Sydney, and then we'll start traveling and do it all around mm. the city, yeah, all around the world, I should say. And how can people follow you? Uh, so they can follow us on our Instagram, which is uh, at the far, uh, sorry at Fasting the healer within, or one word. Yeah. Uh, www.fastingthehealerwithin.com. Yeah. Okay. Is our website. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you can, we've we've been updating that for over a year now. There's plenty of we we documented the entire fast. We did a video every day, mm-hmm. um, where we spoke to the camera about how we're feeling, what we've been feeling that day, and how the day had been. So if you want to go back over that, if you're interested in the fast and you know, what it was like, there's plenty of footage to go and you know check out. Mm. And um, that smells fantastic. Whoever's <laughs> cooking. Um, continue on. <laughs> um, so when we go to take it to France, you can help us out, and uh, yeah. we'll do a screening in Paris. Yeah, with Sound pleasure. Good? I mean, I spend more time in Australia or in Bali than in France. Okay, but, mm. but, but you know help, your way around. I can help you <laughs> and where, you speak wherever French. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. cool. Uh, so it's been an hour, a bit longer than the usual podcast, but yeah. uh, it's a fascinating conversation. Yeah, so awesome. mm. uh, if you have a, a bit more time, we can even keep going a bit. Uh, um, I actually have to go. I've got an appointment. Okay. So I have to get home. I mean, I could probably go for another five minutes. Okay. Uh, our parking's finished about 10 minutes ago. Oh, did it? Uh, not that I'm... Just I'm... W- one question quickly. What do you want your impact in the world to be? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I want people to be able to be in control of their health. It's yeah. never sat well with me that people sit in fear yeah. that they might be the unlucky one to get cancer or to mm-hmm. get a disease that they're told that they can't cure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not a nice life to sit there and just suddenly be struck down with something that you are in fact in control mm. of fixing. So I would like everybody to be in control and, and, and know how to fix themselves and heal themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, this whole message is a message of hope. It's a message of empowerment and um, giving people uh, like a sense that they no matter what they have going on that they there is a way out and fasting might be the one one part Mm. of that way out but there's other things they can do as well it's like the big message is we all have the ability to heal it's just we just need to get out of the way you know we need Mm. to first understand what we need to do um, we need someone to teach us, but then we are ultimately um, in the driver's seat, and we can we can do it ourselves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sharing this amazing experience. No worries. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm I'm stoked to share that message, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure people learn so much out of this episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sharing. Sweet. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And this is the end of this episode.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I learned so much in this episode. How about you? I hope you learned as much as I did. And now if you want to support me, don't hesitate to subscribe, to leave a nice review, whatever podcast app you are using. And you can also support me financially for this podcast if you go to unlocked.me slash podcast and leave a donation on Patreon, even a few dollars really help me to scale up the message of these people that are really, it's a message that's worth spreading, I think. Thank you.